nobody ever knew. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. Socially Connected 360, number eight in the house. I got a great guest with us today. But first, please subscribe, show us some love. We're on YouTube. We're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I mean, you name it, we're on it. Please subscribe, show us some love. We'll show you some love. Um, today's show is sponsored by uh, Freshest Earth. Um, as you can see right here, this is uh, my buddy Zach Bromig's company, his uh, clothing apparel. Uh, he's sponsoring today's show, so check him out, Freshest Earth. Uh, you can find him on Facebook. My man is uh, is doing great things, so we're happy to have him on. But uh, we're excited. Today's show, uh, Credit Files, if that brings any intrigue into the show, uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about it because, I mean, I'm just going to let you feel intrigued uh, as far as what credit files means right um so but we have my my man eric velata in the house he is someone that i've seen grow uh especially on social media my man is is fire is energy when it comes to working out when it comes to entrepreneurship when it comes to now he got a book deal uh becoming an author so my man eric welcome to the show bro. thank you how bro. you been Luis, man, I'm doing awesome. And if I if I could be any better, I might have to get checked out. Honestly, there might be something wrong with me if I could get any better. It's been, you know, a, a, an amazing run, you know, to get here. But thank you for more importantly having me on your show and inviting me. I appreciate this so much. That's great, man. That's great. How's the family? How's the family? I see you got a you got some new things yeah. going on, man. How's that going? Yes, you know, I got a lot of things as far as the family going on. You know, my daughter was just born. I'm officially a father now. And I say officially because I had some training uh, a little bit, you know, for about seven years. I helped my fiance raise her two children. When I met her, her daughter was one and her son was three. Now they're eight and 11. And, you know, we are actually in the process of getting married. And we had a little surprise along the way. And uh, Eva Rose was born April 8th of 2021 man so you know i'm happy to have her home it's probably just two weeks in now you know and i'm i'm excited to officially be a dad that's great man listen man i i can tell you that little girl and and, and again i know you're my boy and everything but that little girl's blessed man she's gonna be blessed to have you your lady you. i mean the family just the energy that you bring i mean i know you're gonna be teaching her so much about all the things that you're involved in i see you traveling a lot uh, i see you doing a lot of wonderful things but i want to i want people to know um before we get into credit files yeah we get into your business and all the stuff you're doing because you're doing a lot um yeah. but Tell us about, you know, a little bit about yourself. I, I read a little bit about your bio when you sent it to me. Uh, I know you're from Jersey. I know that your dad and your mom inspired you, but tell us a little bit about that, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just to tell you a little bit about Eric, you know, I'm just a down to earth guy. You know, I'm a regular person that, you know, if anything, I am going to represent the people who were told no, you know, who probably had the odds stacked against them. You know, just to give you a background of my story, you know, I'm originally from, uh, I was born in Bayonne, New Jersey, uh, you know, right near the, the Hoboken, you know, Hudson area, Hudson County. Um, then actually ended up moving into Newark, New Jersey, where I pretty much ended up most of my life. Um, you know, went to high school and uh, grew up in some rougher areas, you know, and I think that's maybe where I get a lot of my grit, you know, originally is knowing how to push through 
um, some things. And I didn't really notice it then. My parents never made us seem that, you know, we needed anything. But, you know, um, along the ways, I started seeing how we were different from a lot of families. And my parents, if anything, taught me how to be resilient and how to fight for the American dream. You know, my dad uh, being from El Salvador originally, having that background, my mother being from Peru, having that background, um, you know, they came to this country and wanted more out of life. So my dad, for instance, he had a, uh, a full-time job driving buses for Jersey Transit, but he pushed himself to learn the language and even more so to learn about real estate. He got his real estate license. Mm -hmm. So he would sell homes almost like around the clock, you know, when he wasn't working. And then my mom worked for Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you know, for an insurance company. And uh, she did their human resourcing for a very long time and even got involved in some side businesses on the weekend, network marketing mm -hmm. on the weekend. And I remember her doing different things at our house, you know, little parties. So I really understood, you know, what having multiple streams of income was, or maybe I was around it. I didn't necessarily understand how to build it, mm -hmm. but I knew that my parents were always doing things, you know, and always trying to stay busy with positive things. Um, so that's how I ended up, uh, you know, having that little maybe light or that seed planted inside me. It wasn't until I actually moved to Pennsylvania and that was when I graduated. Funny enough, I graduated in 2005 from Jim Thorpe uh, oh, High wow. School. Wow. So I went from Newark, New Jersey. You can imagine the culture and you yeah. know the environment to Jim Thorpe. It was a complete culture shock. Oh. But it also taught me how to become you know accustomed to new environments which was cool yeah because you know I had all these new friends that I probably would have never come in contact with if not for completely changing my world upside down right yeah. and you know interestingly enough I graduated out of Jim Thorpe I went to Penn State um, and at the time through high school graduation I actually got my real estate license mm. So right out of high school, I was like, you know what, let me do something. Instead of getting a job at the mall, which was a lot of my friends were doing, you know, all the fun, cool jobs, getting sneaker discounts, <laughs> I got my real estate license. Yeah. And, you know, I, started, I actually sold a bunch of homes before I actually started college. It was crazy. Wow. So, you know, that really was what taught me how, you know, having some stability, a nice, you know, extra income coming in. It started translating for the government shortly after that because I was dating at the time a girl who I ended up marrying at 19, believe it or not. I got married yeah. very young. And you selling houses uh, and getting married at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, <laughs> you know, here's the I was thing still too. living with my mom and dad at that time. <laughs> and you know what it was? I think it was because I had a lot of grown-up friends, like friends that were, you know, when I was like 13, 14, they were 17 and 18, yeah. you know, older, you know, and they were um, you know, all my cousins were around that age group too. And they were all, you know, either making money, some the right way, some not the right way, right? And, uh, hey, you know, but good. those are the things that I noticed that I'm like, hey, you know, it requires having some stability, having financial backing, you know, to really get to where you want in this country. And, you know, it was really understanding how to find that, you know, and I've always felt that, you know, because I've had a lot of accolades in life, you know, so check this out. I really got into sales right out of, you know, I actually ended up leaving college. Unfortunately, I didn't finish because I started making a lot of money in real estate, you yeah, know? Yeah, it happens. 
but then I got sidetracked because the economy hit right in 2007 and eight. And, uh, you know, there were a lot more foreclosures than anything else for, you know, real estate agents like myself who weren't so tenured, we were kind of like pushed out of the industry. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it taught me how to start becoming a solution oriented person. And I was like, okay, you know what? I can't do this thing, but I still have goals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just life punched me in the gut. You know, it took away, you know, my my fruit and almost like low hanging fruit, because at the time being very young, let's face it, not a lot of people are, you know, successful in, in you know, becoming their own, you know, self-independent associate, like a realtor, yeah, for example. Yeah, right? It's challenging, you know, so but I learned how to become self-sufficient, solution oriented. And then I got involved in a bunch of different sales careers that thankfully, you know, throughout that um journey i ended up meeting a lot of great mentors a lot of people who i looked up to that taught me a lot of different things about leadership um you know about pushing myself becoming you know so even more solution oriented and then on top of everything else learning how to you know speak to people you know and how to become a people's person that was one of my biggest attributes going through corporate and then you know just to kind of finalize on how I got here now, you know, I got involved in a network marketing company. It's crazy. In 2015, I was bodybuilding at the time throughout my early Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. It's real quick. So, so, because you and I have that in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what happened was, right, so I got, in, you know, I got involved with, you know, this, this young woman. I got married. She was older than me, so she was you know, very stable too. And, um, you know, we ended up doing very well. So we thought, why not? Right. But then I was too young. I didn't know how to understand life. I thought I had life figured out because I was making, you know, decent money, but, you know, unfortunately I wasn't necessarily ready for that commitment, I think. And, you know, our marriage didn't last, unfortunately, but we still kept respect for each other. Um, and even though, you know, throughout that time I was going through some dark, moments, you know, being just sad and maybe a little depression and kind of trying to figure myself out where my life direction is going. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up finding, you know, a lot of um, therapy in the gym, you know, with the weights going yeah. to work out. And at the time, believe it or not, I was very overweight, you know, <laughs> getting married and being comfortable going out to eat. I actually put the gym aside a lot. Mm -hmm. So I lost control of myself. So once I actually went through my divorce, you know, I picked up bodybuilding almost like organically. I was going to the gym just to lose a few pounds and feel better about myself and kind of gain my, my confidence back. Yeah. But along the way, you know, I think just like anything else, when I pick something up, I don't like to do it kind of at half, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like halfway there. I like to give it my all, yeah. you know? So I got involved and I started really learning about food and about my body and what works for me and what doesn't. I brought on a, a fitness coach. And next thing you know, I'm on stage and he's yeah, like, Hey, you ever thought about, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just like, Hey, you ever thought about, you know, getting on stage? Cause you know, you came this far, you look great. You know, I think if you really dial down, you can do well. And it's like the compound effect. Now I learned what that means. Right. But yeah. then I didn't know it. It's, you know, being around that culture, that environment so much that I started picking up on things. And before you know it, it's like, whoop, I'm on stage. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So getting involved in bodybuilding was really one of the first things that taught me how to depend on myself, mm -hmm. 
you know, I really learned it in corporate because of different, you know, situations, but it wasn't until I actually got involved in this sport, which originally was a hobby, um, you know, it turned into like a passion, if anything else, because it taught me how to become, you know, really self-sufficient, you know, you can't depend on anyone, there isn't any teamwork in bodybuilding, it's all about what you're able to do, and if you don't do it, if you cheat on your meals, or yeah. you skip that workout, yeah. you're gonna tell on stage. Yeah, somebody else is not skipping meals, or they're, yeah. not, they're yeah. not having too many cheat meals either, you know. And it's gonna, you know, there's no way to hide it, at, you know, when it comes stage, you know, day of the, the show. Oh, yeah, right? totally. So, you know, you either put in the work or you didn't put in the work. And, you know, it was one of those things that really taught me how to dial and dig in deep within mm -hmm. myself, you know, and mm -hmm. find out, you know, why am I doing this? And obviously at the time I had a lot of, you know, internal conflict, right? So that really helped me push through those obstacles. But I knew eventually that I couldn't always run on gas that was that came from something negative. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that that wasn't healthy for me long-term. It wasn't like sustainable. Think, That's not sustainable. Yeah, it wasn't sustainable. I knew that eventually, like, you know, I would get over the divorce and I would move on, which I did, right? And found happiness again, right? At the moments, when during the moments that we're going through dark times, we don't see the light oh, no. at the end of the tunnel, you know? And I saw your podcast this morning, your video, when you were jogging in the cold and you're so right. We can't, you know, it's just like the weather, you know, the good and the bad times. I say it all the time to my team. It's like the weather. We can't scratch out December and be like, you know what? <laughs> I don't want to face these cold days and these cold nights. We can't do that. We have to go through December to get to January and eventually see the spring and the summer. That's the podcast, right? <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's like when you said that, I'm like, wow, that's exactly what I tell my team. I'm like, it's beautiful. And the way you put it made more sense to me. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. But, you know, it's really learning how to endure those moments and get through them because there's always light at the end of the tunnel. So that's how I started with bodybuilding. You know, it really taught me that, wow, if I can do this with my body, what else can I do with my mind? Right. So and it was nor and that's so true. It was like what I learned here you know, taught me what I can do with my body to transform into a different person. And I was like, wow, like it really opened my eyes. It was like my first aha moment mm -hmm. that I had like a little superpower. And yeah, I feel that yeah. all of us, I tell people we that, all man. have that superpower, man. Every one of us, every one of us has, you know, and I feel like, you know, you ever seen like comics, right? Like, you know, one of them has like the laser eyes, the other one can walk through walls, right? Like everyone has their own superpower, but, and it's until we understand how to set our minds free because we only limit ourselves. Yeah. You know, that's really when we start unlocking that power, that potential, you know, yeah. and that was that first aha moment. So I was like around 23 and I was like, man, like I dropped, I went from a size like 44 jeans to a size 28 jeans. It was crazy. Wow. I lost all this wow. weight. I went from almost being extremely obese to being like less than 6% body fat. It was crazy. Yeah. It was just a complete transformation. And then throughout that journey, I end up meeting another bodybuilder who currently is like now my best friend, right? He's GK. You probably see him in, yeah. in a lot of my videos. Yeah, he's awesome. He was, yeah, he's another guy who obviously stays in shape, you know, practices health and fitness and, and mental health and mental fitness. So he reached out to me, introduced me to a network marketing company. And, you know, not that I didn't like what I did, but I knew that there was something bigger for, for me. You know, I knew that there was something more to my life than just, um, you know, doing something for someone else. And I never 
put down an honest living. Yeah. But I always wanted a limited, a limitless life, right? Like I, I was always the kind of person who wanted to do things my way, have my own company, you know, eventually have something for me, my own business, you know. And being around my parents who were entrepreneurs and, you know, even though eventually they ended up retiring from their corporate, you know, world and, and putting in multiple decades of their life, you know, I wanted to do what they did, but not necessarily have to, you know, put that much years into it. You know, I knew that mm-hmm. and I would see all these moguls, Tony Robbins and, you know, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and all these. And I'm like, how are these guys doing it? Like, what are they doing that I can't do? Right. And yeah, yeah. being that, you know, you can probably relate being that we're bodybuilders. Right. We're like, well, if I can push myself in the gym, like, and I can do this, why can't I do that? You know, yeah, it's just a different stage. It's just a different stage. So, yeah, the, so we, the stage, yeah, the stage itself is like, like, that's the moment, right? So yeah. you work your way to that moment. Like you're working your way towards networking and getting to the, you know, where you, the point that you're trying to make, but that it's just a different stage. And you're yeah. right. Once you do that in bodybuilding, you get, you get the aha moment where you're like, all right, so that's that stage. Now I'm going to be over here on this stage. And so, yeah, yeah. man, you're right. On it that. started, it became, I started becoming hungry for, a bigger potential or a better version of myself. That's what started. It planted a seed. It's like, you can be, look at, look at what you did with yourself. It yeah. was like, look at what you did. And if you can do this with your body, what if you did, what if you applied that same focus and that same desire and that same passion into your job, into your career, into your side hustle, into your business, into your family, Right. Like what if you applied that same, you know, passion into other parts of your life? How could you make those better? Imagine what would happen. Right. So that's what started unlocking for me. And then, you know, I never knew of anything else other than, you know, being in my sales career and my sales industry. So when I was introduced to network marketing, it was very different for me. And the fact that it was very empowering for like leadership and, you know, becoming that better version of yourself, unlocking your full potential, that's really what attracted me, you know, and uh, being able to help people, you know, so by default, I started creating success for myself, helping other people find their success. Mm. It's interesting how that happens, right? That's awesome. That's the way it should be. And, you know, and I truly believe in karma and I truly believe that, you know, when you do good for others, only good can come back to you, you know, and I've really just been living by that mindset. You know, I started reading books myself. That's kind of how I became, you know, a published author along the ways I started, you know, putting, you know, my mind into books that, that helped me unlock, you know, and instead of listening to all these self-doubts that we naturally breed in our minds, right? They say that the natural, you know, state of a garden is weeds, you know? So for you to grow flowers and roses takes effort, takes time, takes creativity, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, for us, it's natural to feel bad about ourselves or down on ourselves or talk ourselves out of a goal or out of, you know, something that we want. It's natural for us to do that. So for us to be positive, (laughs) Eric, five years ago, could not have this this podcast or maybe conversation because I wasn't a positive person. I didn't look at life the way that I do now. And, you know, by reading books and being, you know, around different mentors, like, 
Tony Robbins and the Jim Rohns, they say that the best part about becoming successful, well, Jim Rohn says that on the, on the way to becoming a millionaire, and not everybody wants to become a millionaire, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. right? But I truly feel that on the way to tr- truly finding your happiness, right? And becoming that hap- the best version of yourself, you start unlocking all these different, like I said, superpowers, you know, your creativity, your accountability, the fact that you keep pushing yourself and, you know, expanding your limits. That's the best part about becoming, you know, an entrepreneur for me. So I started learning all these different things that I never knew I had underneath deep down inside. And now I have the ability to bring that out into others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's huge, man. That's huge. I mean, to be able to, to be able to, um, recognize that because I think a lot of times people get lost, right? They get lost in all of that. Um, whether it's success, I mean, my success in my, in my government jobs or even in my personal life, or even now in entrepreneurship, um, or even in politics. Um, I played a little bit in politics and had some, some, some simple success, like people jumping on your team and like, let's go, you know what I'm saying? And you, you can lose yourself and you can actually, and if you see, you know, people like we've, we've seen people become successful around us and you'd be like, man, that person changed a lot. They kind of lose themselves. So for you to be able to have that, that recognition that, you know, that, that you're showing today, I mean, that's powerful brother. And it's going to, it's going to, it's going to show in life. Um, this is just the beginning, you know, um, it's just going to show in life, you know, from, from your family, your friends, your team. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. I know that you have a core, right? I know you have, uh, I see you traveling. Yeah. Uh, I see you going out to like, you know, before COVID you were going out to, to do some things with yeah. certain uh, uh, companies that you're involved with. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that. I know you were probably getting there, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh man. And you know, cause the journey has been so, so much has changed. Right. And I'm still very young. Like you said, you know, this is just the beginning. I'm going to be 34 uh, on the 29th, as a matter of fact. So, you know, um, of April of this year. So, you know, it's just been a crazy ride. And I started when I was 28, but yeah, when I, you know, as, as I mentioned, you know, I was 28, I got involved in this network marketing business. And at the time, you know, I doubted myself tremendously. I never thought I'd be able to take it to the level where I've, you know, been able to perform at, and I'll explain. Um, but, you know, initially I, you know, when I started dating my fiance, like I said, she was a single mother. She wasn't necessarily in the best position. You know, she was raising two children by herself, you know, going to school full time. And, you know, I did very well for myself in my careers. You know, I was, I was pretty established, I felt. And uh, because of my accolades in different companies, I, I made a very decent salary for myself. Mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't until I had her and, you know, wanted to bring her on and take care of her. And I said, you know, I got to do something where where I can help this woman. And that's how the whole network marketing idea even happened. That's even why I even gave it an attempt because I wanted to help her, right? I wanted to find a way where I can build another income without leaving her side and without, you know, with being around her children more, if anything, right? right? So, and it's very difficult in today's economy to have time and money, you know, in, in a balance of, you know, it's very difficult. And if you have that blessings to you and hold on to that um but i did it right so i did so well in my first year that i made almost as much as my annual salary 
And wow. that's almost unheard of, right? In network marketing, right? And, and just big disclaimer, because, you know, the FTC watches, you know, what we do out there, oh, you know, that's the, there's no guaranteed income, you know, with anything, right? You have to put in work. And I did, I put in a lot of work, you know, I just kept my head down for my first year. And I was just talking about my business, helping as many people as I could. And I did more than what I thought I could. And so much so that I started doing things differently. My mentor allowed me to start investing in assets instead of liabilities. You know, typically most guys in their 20s, you know, they make, you know, 40, 50, 60, $70,000 and they want to go out shopping and buying the nice toys. And there's nothing wrong with treating ourselves, but I wasn't in that position yet. I had, had to keep building. And thankfully I had a mentor who was George. We started Evolve Apparel in 2016. You know, we were able to, because he was a bodybuilder also, um, you know, we had background in fitness. We said, how do we stay involved with the fitness community and pay it forward? And, you know, we were seeing all these big names coming out and charging big dollars for what we could provide at a more valuable cost. Yeah. And we said, why not? Why? Why? And we put the name Evolve E-V-O-L-V, right, behind it, because we're always becoming a better version of ourselves. If at least we try, right? That's awesome. And not only in the gym, right? This is what I was coming back towards. Like one of our shirts says CEO, right? Become your own CEO. And it CEO also stands for conquering every obstacle. You know, become the best version of yourself, not only in the gym, but in your personal life, in your spiritual life, in your family life, you know, in your business life. That's what we represent. So it was a name brand that, yeah, was fitness oriented, but it's for everyone, you know. So it's it's amazing. It's been a great run. As a matter of fact, today's our five year anniversary mm -hmm. awesome. for that company. Yeah. So it's it's amazing. It's been a great run. And um after that, that company did so well that now I had, you know, it's crazy. You know, I, I had a strategy to eventually become my own boss. I said, I'm going to give myself a three to five year strategy exit plan, you know, because that was one of my goals. And, um, you know, I wanted to invest in real estate. I wanted to become, you know, an entrepreneur. I wanted to do all these other cool things. And, um, I knew it would take time. So I said, you know what, let me be realistic. Let's set up a three to five year game plan. Year one, network marketing did well. Year two did even better. Now I started investing in Evolve. Evolve grew. And then I was like, wow, I have multiple. Now I'm growing this multiple streams of income thing. And now they say that the average millionaire has seven streams of income. And I said, well, I got to keep pushing. I'm not there yet. <laughs> you know, I can't let off the gas. Yeah. So we end up creating a credit repair business. I then, uh, I walked away in 2016 from uh, Dun & Bradstreet. At the time I was, you know, commercial credit advisor uh, with them. I had learned a lot, you know, about the industry. And I was at a point in my life where, you know, they say that the only way to, I guess, I guess the best way to put it, the only way to never look back is to burn the boat, right? <laughs> So I was like, Leave you yourself know, in the water, man, that's deep. Yeah. And I was, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't necessarily in a position where I was ready to do that, but because of different things that life presented at the moment, I took a chance on myself. You know, I took a chance on myself. I remember I pulled out my 401k. I like, you know, I put all this money aside and I'm like, you know what, if I'm really going to make, if this is to be, it's up to me. Yeah. 
That's that's yeah. entrepreneurship, everybody. Bunch of young people, you got to make those sacrifices. That that is the definition of entrepreneurship, right there. And here's what here's what stemmed to that. I went to an event in Texas, and normally I would have never gone to something like this if not for being around people who were about empowerment and leadership. But I went to an event where Robert Herjavec was presenting. He's one of the sharks from Shark Tank, yeah, yeah. and you know he was talking about you know just. Uh, everything that I just mentioned, right? Becoming a boss and what it takes. And, and it it just inspired me so much that when I came back from Texas, like I had a conversation with my fiance and, you know, at the time she was just my girlfriend and I'm like, listen, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to pull up. I probably sound like I'm crazy right now. I feel crazy, (laughs) but I think I want to do this. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to support you. And, you know, that really meant so much to me. I was like, wow, like, you know, because I started the businesses with her in mind and, and her supporting me, that's obviously the only reason why, you know, we're planning on getting married this year. But it's been a, an amazing run. We created a credit repair business. Um, it originally started happening just because I was helping my friends when I left corporate. I was, I helped my fiance, you know, I moved her credit up to a point where she started getting approved for $20,000 lines of credit and big things. And we started investing in real estate. And next thing I know, her friends and her family and and it just organically turned into a business where people were getting their home of their dreams they were finally getting a great rate on their car they were saving money on a refinance and organically we were just like well let's turn this into a business you know let's see who else we can help and then it turned into you know accountants, realtors, mortgage lenders, all kinds of different people from different industries and asking us, how do we help our clients do the same thing you guys do? The energy was bringing it all together, man. You know, and, uh, you know, next thing I know, one of my partners, Dylan, who was a student from one of our classes back in 2017, he used to uh, be a, a district sales manager for Verizon, you know, so he ran a bunch of different locations and he just had the know-how on creating even more things. And we created a seminar with him, a school, you know, nationally where we could teach people all over the country how to become you know, certified in this and how to do credit repair, how to start a successful business from the ground, you know, and then ultimately, because of our knowledge with, you know, reading books, and it was, it was crazy, you know, being, you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most, right? I think a lot of people have heard that if they're on your podcast, they probably have that same synergy, right? And it's so true. I would have never wanted to be an author, if not because of being around people who have written books, and who can show me what it takes to write a book. I would have probably never become a homeowner if not because I'm hanging out with homeowners and people who have sub excellent credit, you know, excellent credit, superior credit. So these are all just things that because I found ways to put myself in better environments and sometimes those environments were uncomfortable because I'm a guy from Newark, New Jersey who left college young and just, tried because of my grit and efforts making it in the corporate world found a way to make my own success Um, you know and i tell people all the time you know you just have to find your angle find your angle find out what you're passionate about stop chasing a paycheck yeah yeah chase your passion turn your passion into your paycheck because the minute you start having fun with this everything will come yeah 
Yeah. Tell me a little bit of my, I just want to ask you two more things. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about this, this book. Um, yeah. One, a little bit about it. I don't want to give too much, obviously, because it's, it's in, you know, it's on Amazon, but tell us a little bit about it um, and, and where can people find it? Yeah. So, you know, the book is on Amazon. It's called The Credit Files. Um, you know, the whole attempt behind the book is to give people a start to finish do it yourself and learn how you can improve your credit. There's all types of tips and tricks in there, different little hacks that normally most credit books don't have. And I know because I read a lot of them, you know, especially on this journey, I'm always reading and continuing my education. I try to find all the different angles because unfortunately a lot of people don't understand how to improve their credit, you know, and sometimes it's not because they have, debts or collections or negative items simply and i would say a lot of the reasons why is because one unfortunately our country is uneducated with credit yeah absolutely right and two um we don't have a book a little manual that walks us through how we can get rid of things or how we can improve things quickly so that's what we teach and if anything our clients we have close to two thousand clients between our schooling now and our company that have already testimonials beyond belief, you know, of life-changing results. So, you know, we try to do this, you know, in a place, uh, in a time frame, I should say, that takes 90 days or less sometimes where we can boost somebody 100 or more credit points on wow. all three bureaus, wow. you know. And these are things that for most people sound almost unheard of or too good to be true until you actually try them and see how they work for you. You are the pros, man. When you start writing books about it, you start, um, you know, you obviously have your business with it. Yeah. Credit, credit is something that's scary for a lot of us. And I talked about it yeah. in one of my previous podcasts because a lot of people don't check it because they're nervous about it. Uh, you know, they, they got that health uh, yeah. bill on there if, if those still go on there. They got uh, a late bill that they disconnected the, R, the RCN or, or yeah. some, some phone bill that they didn't pay you know, and they just leave it there and they think that it's going to go away and it never goes away. And you don't even know how to get rid of it. But then they contact someone like you uh, or in your business. And man, I, I'm telling you, you could, I, I mean, I see the numbers, you show the numbers, you show yeah. us all the time, all the stuff that you're doing with it. So, but that's awesome, man. And you can find that on Amazon, right? That book is on Amazon. Yes. It's, so it's on Amazon. It's called the credit files. Um, you know, it was published by myself, Eric Vallada, GK Kafalis, and Dylan Shively. So, uh, you know, it's me and the two other partners from our credit repair company. Wonderful. We'll plug it in here. We'll, we'll make sure that it's, it's on the podcast, credit files, find it, Amazon. Um, so real quick, um, if you had one piece of advice for, for a young person, a young 19 year old young person like yourself back in the day, I know you gave us a lot, you gave us your story. Um, if you have one thing that you wish you would have known, what would it be? I mean, I think, I think the best advice I can give to somebody because there's so many different angles, right. And how people can create success now, right. With the way the world's moving, right. Look at the way crypto, right. We never even had that word a decade ago, right. We never even heard of Bitcoin probably 20 years ago. So the world is like ever evolving, and there's so many ways that we can create success nowadays that we try to make it too complicated for ourselves. If there's any advice I can give my old 19 year old self now, it would be to find somebody that you look up to in your world, whether it's gaming, 
whether it's bodybuilding, whether it's skateboards, whatever. Yeah. Find somebody that you love who's killing it in that game. Yeah. And lock arms with that person. Reach out to that person. Yeah. Find out how you can learn something from that person. Watch their videos. Look at their posts. Read what they're reading. Eat what they're eating. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Do, do the things that are helping that person stay successful. I look up to a lot of people that like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, man. You know, he's always in the gym. He's always reading books. He's always giving back to the community. Yeah. Entrepreneur too. You know? showing love all the time like that's you know what i mean i love that his energy like i love his energy so i tune into as much of his life as possible you know yeah. so those are just examples if i could go back now because sometimes we become so prideful we we almost like you said with like the credit thing maybe we're scared maybe we're nervous maybe we're like embarrassed you know sometimes we don't want to open but a closed mouth never gets fed there it is folks you know, so it's like sometimes if we only were to reach out to that one person for a little advice, you know, and coming from someone who's now created success, looking back, I guarantee that if you really talk to somebody who's successful, they will help you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They will say, you know what? Oh, they're going to appreciate that. If anything, they're going to feel flattered and feel respected. Like, wow, you look up to me like you're asking me for that kind of advice. They're going to want to tell you how to get started where to put your first few cents, you know, where to put your attention at, because people who truly become successful help the next generation do the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, that's, that's definitely the advice I can get for myself. Lock arms with somebody that you look up to and ride that wave with that person. Yeah. Yes. That's dope, man. There you have it folks. Oh man. It's, it's just, I'm proud of you being on this show, man. I'm, I'm honored to be, be on this show. Where can people find you? Um, as far I see you, you're on all platforms. Yeah. I know you have a couple companies. I see yeah. uh, on your Instagram, you got like uh, three or four companies in the bio yeah. section. Where can people find you? Yeah, so, you know, my personal Instagram is Evolve, which is E-V-O-L-V. So it's Evolve without the E at the end. Underscore Empire. So, and uh, you can always follow my uh, clothing company, Evolve underscore apparel. Um, you know, my credit repair page is GK United LLC. So, you know, and if you guys want to reach out to me, it's Eric Bellata. I'm on Facebook. You know, all my stuff is public. Feel free to DM me or shoot me a question. If you want to talk or have any, any credit questions, I'm always available to help people. Awesome. Awesome. Any shout outs to your team, man? Any shout outs to your team? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think I couldn't give enough shout outs to, you know, my boy GK, you know, if it wasn't for him and I thank him all the time, his birthday just passed. I tell him, you know, it, you know, there's a higher power, somebody that looked after me, you know, and, uh, you know, send somebody to help me out, you know, because I've always we always want that friend, you know, who's going to ride that wave with us and be in our in our corner. And GK has definitely, you know, shown that to me over the years, my fiance, you know, who's always had my back. Uh, Dylan, who's helped me, you know, grow the companies this far, you know, everybody on my team, you know, as far as the connect team, GK United, we have a team here in the Northeast called Team Hustle, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, people who do business with me on different platforms, they become part of Team Hustle. So okay. if you're on Team Hustle, I just want to say thank you. Keep putting in that work. Keep grinding, guys. You know, hashtag, we're on our way to hashtag the top. Team Hustle. Hashtag Team Hustle. I might steal that. 
Yeah, Team Hustle, baby, all, all day. You know, you should be part of Team Hustle, man. We got to fight. You know, you're you're a hustler, you know. Yeah, and if, man, if yeah. you got that fire in your heart and you're mo- you're running multiple businesses, you're a parent, you're doing, you know, different things out there and you're not taking excuses, that's Team Hustle, baby. That's what's up, man. Yeah, and, and like I say, man, and we've heard it a thousand times. You've talked about it. We've talked about it. It's 24 hours in a day, folks. 24 hours in a day. If you got a government job because you got to pay your bills and that's how you ended it up, that's how you ended up, um, got out the military, whatever the case may be, that's eight hours. Sometimes you work some overtime. The hustle starts after those eight, nine hours. You know what I'm saying? There's still time. I know we're tired. We got families, but there's 24 hours in a day and and that's hustling, man. So that's what we do over here. I'm excited, man. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. It's an honor to have you, man. I look up to you, brother. Thank you, Luis. I appreciate it. I'm humble. Uh, I love, I love everything you're doing. Um, you know, obviously, I'm getting back in the gym. <laughs> I see you, man. I see you putting in that cardio, man. Yeah. You know, you gotta have great lungs because I see you running like crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm doing it um, for two reasons. One, I'm 41 years old, um, and I feel like um, it's time. It's time to 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 get healthy again and and to really. Um, make myself last a little bit longer. You know, I'm halfway through. Do you live to be what? 77. I'm a, a man in the United States lives to be 77. I'm halfway there. So, and two, um, it also makes me feel, and this might sound weird and I don't care, but it, it is what it is. I feel like a savage sometimes yeah. so when I'm out there running in the snow. Um, I'm conquering my, my, my inner voice, like a savage, right? Like I'm looking at the snow, I'm looking at how cold it is. I'm freezing. My knees are hurting everything, but I'm still out there conquering that moment, that time. And that shows me that I'm in control and that I'm the savage, you know? So some people might take that the wrong way. It is what it is, man. You know, that's what we got. That's how we got to be, man. So there you have it, folks. Episode eight, SC360 credit files. Find my man's book, Credit Files, Amazon. Eric, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Louis, I, I love it, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm humbled, brother. I'd love to do this again. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everything that you're doing too, man. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have these things. So yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, well, we're going to do it live. or We're going to have people in the studio um, soon. COVID-19, it is what it is. But we're always going to stay connected, man. We're always going to hustle together, all right? All right, brother. Have a good night. Thank you again. All right, man. Be safe. <laughs>